Finally. After all these years. I found it. Pandora's book. All of its power. All of its fables are mine. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Pandora Fables Podcast, where we aim to provide you with new and interesting stories. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's been a long time, and... I would like to take a moment to explain. Um, I have had life problems that caused me to have to immediately move. And I'm just now kind of getting settled in. It's been kind of like a two month process of me kind of getting back on track. So, what I'm going to do. This is the season finale of season one. Don't worry though, because I will definitely be back with a season two. And season two will be a lot different from what you've been getting. So get ready for that. I'm terribly sorry about how long it took me to finally put out this episode. And quite frankly, it's no real excuse. I want to take this short break and try to get everything back together and back rolling how I really want it. I want to give you guys a really incredible podcast. And I know I'm still trying to get settled into the new apartment and everything, but I'm hoping that I will be able to do that. And I am actually finding a few more voice actors because season two is gonna be ten times grayer than anything I've ever attempted to do so far so please be patient with me also I will be also releasing small poems here and there it's not gonna be that long but it's gonna be something to kind of Remind you guys that I'm not completely gone. Those, however, because how short they are, they probably won't have an introduction. So it'll just be the normal intro without me. But that's enough. Enjoy this season finale. And thank you so much for being so patient. You should stay dead, boy. The words boomed in the bar as I petted her softly. His voice was rough and rugged. The roughness in it held the horrors of a man that has done the devil's work with glee in his eyes. As my hand lay on the cold iron, his eyes narrowed on me. Son, if you're gonna touch that iron, you best be ready to use it. The coldness of a murder. I was dead in the moment I called out his name. The voice of the man who had took everything I loved. There were three others each as mean and cold-hearted as him. After seven years of searching, I finally found the ones who took me away from my child. In the silence of the bar, 
I could hear Satan's laughter in the background. Then, in one quick and final motion, I pulled my faithful hound from the holster and pointed her at him about half a second faster than he could muster his own dog. She barked and bucked in my hand, delivering her sweet justice towards him. Her blessing passed through his right shoulder, and his friends managed to summon their own hounds. I knew, staring down the barrel of those irons, that this was the end. The laughter grew louder and louder and louder until even the echoing of the gunshots faded. I knew hell indeed was waiting, and I was going to take as many with me as possible. Dying ain't no way to be living, but a dead man never breaks a promise. You don't have to do this, son. The words echoed in the small house as I began to get dressed. His voice is old and tired. The roughness in it holds secrets that no man should ever share. As my hands gripped my belt, a heavy sigh left his lips. Son, dying ain't no way to make a living. The roughness of his voice hid the wisdom in his words. The voice of a man who was smart enough to live past his glory days. He stood in the doorway watching, praying that the hurt they left me with didn't consume my soul. I ain't no saint, ain't the man he knew. His cold eyes met mine as the silence between us grew. As the cold iron filled my right hand, the hardness of his stare softened, and he knew deep down inside, hell awaits me. I slowly paced each one of her blessings in the chamber, each one especially loaded for those men who left me here. Those men who stole away everything I ever loved. I was a holy man. I fought hard to live a good life, to bring peace to my fellow man. The memories are still fresh in my head. The stabbing, gutting me like some damn pig, leaving me to bleed out by the grace of something I know now wasn't holy. I lived, stumbling through the woods, covered in crimson from head to toe, staring at my house burning brightly, and seeing the two things I loved the most hanged and gutted like animals. Ain't no angel saved me those seven years ago, no. The devil kept me kicking so I could send him back to his demons. There was nothing left to say. Our eyes met one final time, two strangers who once shared blood. Now, all that lay between us was broken promises and ashes. As I placed the cold iron in her place, he only turned to let me pass. She was my father's, a loyal dog that protected him from the darkest of times. She only spoke when needed, and when she did, they knew her bite was coming. You sure about this? A voice echoed from behind me. I didn't answer, only kept walking ahead. I could feel his eyes watching me, taking in my grief, my fury, drinking it down his gullet like fine wine. There was something peaceful about the cold winter sky ahead the white snow covering up the fifth of the world. I can only hope that wherever I lay, the snow will cover me as well. You won't die here, son, the voice whispered. I could feel his hot breath on my neck now. You're walking with the angels now, boy. I ain't gonna let no one take you. I could only grind my teeth as I walked. His words, sweet, hollow promises of what's to come, what awaits me. They're in there, boy, waiting for you. Curtis and his boys, what you planning on doing? I paused, only a few feet away from the doors to the bar, my hand rubbing the iron, reassuring her that she'll get to speak soon, 
Curtis. The name rolled off my tongue. It felt wrong, like it was screaming curses at my mother. I'm gonna kill them all, send them back to you, send you back your toys, I promise. I didn't need to look at him to know how he was smiling. As my hand shoved open the doors, I spoke one last time. Curtis. Curtis.